All right, test, 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 test. One, two, three. Let's hear the waves, 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 waves. One, two, three. Check, 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 check it out. We gonna check, check, check it out. We gonna check with cats. We gonna black to black. Welcome to the chat with cats, where anything and everything goes, and your heart just always knows. Welcome back to the chat with Cass. And as always, let us begin with just gratitude, gratitude for this moment. I'm so grateful that you are choosing to join us here today, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, if it's in the car, if it's on a speaker, most likely at home somewhere, maybe you're on the toilet, wherever you are, just thank you. Thank you for being here. And I am super excited to be on the other side of this conversation with Yana. Robinson. Um, She's been a very pivotal, monumental person in my personal journey into my career and my business as an entrepreneur. And it was the moments when I was sitting in my corporate job, just feeling that knowing that this wasn't where I was going to be for much longer, but not knowing what that landscape looked like. And it was me seeing Yana's Instagram and just the lifestyle and the way that she was able to own her power, own her worth, share her words that gave me the imagery uh, to be able to start anchoring some, some physical, tangible stories in my mind that I could lock into. And mm-hmm. so I ended up working with Yana about two years ago and I've never shown up so more I've never been more prepared for anything in my life I was like I'm answering these questions I'm doing all this and we built the content for my website and I just appreciated the activation of worthiness and power and being in integrity with your time and your energetic exchange so thank you for being here Mm. and for being you it's so nice to 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 be here like years later and sitting and Cass just guided us through a really beautiful meditation where I like gunk dropped in. So <laughs> I feel your power. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And so Yana is in this beautiful little cabin. Um, obviously, she's calling in during COVID, and these conversations have been steered a bit more to the treasure and the heart of the matter of what is real, what is true for us now that we're moving through this time. Um, I recently was talking to some man and he asked me a brilliant question. He was like, do you think of life linearly? Like I just, I live a life and there's different chapters or do you think of life before and after something? And for me, it was before I moved to Australia on a one-way ticket and after Australia and obviously so many different chapters, but I believe now it's like life before the coronavirus and life after the coronavirus and just the different versions of ourselves that we're dropping old limiting beliefs that we're dropping stories we're dropping and I would love to hear um, maybe some of the chapters you've moved through since this time and what this has held for you as a mirror of reflection Mm. yeah there's there's so much to speak to I think that um, everybody's world right now is changing and evolving and adapting and shifting, you know, every 15 to 20 minutes, um, in -hmm. some ways. And yeah, I woke up this morning and went, whether the world 
and all the systems crumble and the banks and the hospitals and the electricity. And, you know, I've gone to the worst case scenario uh, (laughs) to make, to make peace with it and been at peace with losing everything and the employees that I pay and my house and my car and just being like, well, what's money? It's just energy. Okay. I teach that. So we'd barter. Okay. We'd go into the land. We would Mm. hunt, we would gather berries, we'd sit around campfires and, you know, our world has been sick for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we have needed to return to the wisdom and the medicine of the land and of connection and of one another um, way before this. And I woke up today going, whether the world gets there or not, I desire to go live on a farm. I desire mm-hmm. to learn how to hunt, maybe with my my boyfriend um, hunts with a bow and arrow and knows how to like clean elk. And we had, he cooked mm-hmm. me elk steaks on one of our first dates. And I was like, I want to know I want to touch and grow and forage and touch the earth in that way, um, whether we go there or not. And our world has the highest like anxiety, depression, suicide rates than it ever has because of this mass disconnection from ourselves, from one another, mm-hmm. from how to heal ourselves, from how to lead ourselves. And um, there's great fear and people are really afraid. And I don't want to diminish the actuality that like I was talking to my mentor, Gay Hendricks, it's like, there's a fucking death spiral. Like yeah. there is a death spiral. And yeah. in India and a lot of countries where people um, cannot afford to get government insurance and live in their house, there's no rent breaks. It's like people are starving to death. So mm-hmm. um, I, I have a great privilege to be going through this in the United States of America or Canada where we are supported in this way. And it is not affecting me as if it would if I were somewhere else. And um, I have been thinking about that a lot and sending compassion and um, having deep waves. I think we all are of empathy and understanding mm-hmm. um, and not understanding. And so there's this mix of this deep knowingness of the privilege of the way I'm experiencing this in comparison to other people. Mm-hmm. And there is also uh you know, the fragility of our mortality and the ones that we love. My brother had, has, has the virus and had issues with respiratory. And I went through a whole wave of like, mm. it was a thing. And then it like hit somebody that you love and you're like, yeah. a lot of people are actually going to die. Um, and how we, how amidst all of that, um, we continue to exist. And so I think that Mm. if we focus on all of that, it's very easy to go into a state of overwhelm. And the only way we heal overwhelm is by controlling the environment around us. And so for me, not going into a state of overwhelm, acknowledging the actuality of what is happening, holding space for grief or sadness when it arises. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then also knowing that like the greatest way we ever heal this world is by healing ourselves. So it's like Mm -hmm. there is never been a greater time to care for our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies. Um, There, you know, our, the health of our physical bodies has always been important, but many of us haven't cared about it. And now we're like, oh shit, I'm immune compromised. I'm this. And it's like, we've always needed to give a fuck about that. And so it's like, people are, and they're taking it seriously. And also one of the beautiful parts of being a coach to this experience is seeing clients who've really held on to their suffering and their safety through a job or a thing. And now they've been fired. 
and the money stopped and it's like, well, fuck, if I have to reinvent myself, I'm not bringing that job with me. I'm not bringing that husband that I've wanted to divorce for a long time with me and seeing this liberation in a reinvention because the safety and the security of that, which we knew and what was normal is being torn away. And so I'm in such a mix of deep understanding that how we were living was not sustainable. And also this piece around like, if we go back to the land, you know, it will be the indigenous and first nation communities that we will be going to, to teach us how right. to live with this land because they've never forgotten that. And we've shit all over them and we've colonized mm-hmm. them. And a lot of them don't even know how to live off this land anymore. And how sad like, that brings me, I, I cried the first few times I thought mm-hmm. about that, about all these people, these white people coming to these communities, starving or not knowing what to do and feeling lost. And the very people that we have ostracized and taken from being the one, some of them probably wouldn't help us. And, you know, some of them would. And what a circle that is of people not giving reconciliation to Indigenous First Nation communities and all of a sudden being like, oh, they hold the keys to the future. Those keys from the past that we have tried so hard to forget what we build our houses and our electricity and our systems and our Western medicine. It's like, if all of that crumbles, we will be going back to that, which we were and that, which was, which was never broken. Um, And that acknowledgement of like, how many people are there? How many people are acknowledging the wisdom we don't have if the systems that we built crash. And so I feel I'm learning more than I've ever learned as a human being. I also believe that as souls, each one of us on a soul contract level has chosen to be here right now, has chosen like, fuck, March looks like it's going to be interesting in 2020. Like, sign me up. It's going to be like an 800-day month. And and so, yeah, and, you know, you're a coach and a healer as well. It's like people need to be supported right now, and this is the time for us to hold space. And um, I'm finding a lot of groundedness in supporting my clients, and it's a mix. It's like some clients are really needing to be held, and some clients are also seeing the beauty and the gifts and having trust and understanding. And my biggest piece is the world was never okay. The world Mm -hmm. has been sick for a long time. Our systems have been broken. Um, We are we are, everything is falling apart. And I hope what we rebuild and reinvent, if it gets to that state will be better, you know, like, that's all we got to hope for. And still shit tons of compassion and empathy for the fact that like, we're probably all are going to know people who are going to die and we could die ourselves. And that's the actuality of it is like, it's also not just hitting people who have compromised immune systems and the healthcare systems that we know and rely on and that we are comfortable with may fail and are yeah. failing in some parts of the world. And that's like, that's a reality. So um, yeah, that was a long, long piece, but I, I that's kind of yeah. on a collective level where I've been. And then on a, an individual level, um, walking through that. And then also um, I chose right when this got intense to identify some really big core values in my business. And I kind of like threw down the law and then a bunch of people that work with me quit. So amidst all of this going on in the world, my internal support all collapsed. Um, And so I've been in the process of reinventing my business and getting clear on like what business I want, not just the business I have, but the business that supports me and how I want to spend my time. And that has been challenging to do amidst what's happening because the world needs to be supported. Um, 
but also beautiful. So I'm in a reinvention, you know, I'm yeah. in a rewiring of how I want to serve, support, and be in service and who I want to work with and what that looks like and what core values are necessary in that space. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I've, I've been in the same boat. It's like coming back to the foundation and it's so interesting in hearing you speak. I hear every different emotion. I hear every different tone. I hear starting with the macro of, you know, the earth and the world and Pachamama and our systems. And then it's like zooming a little bit in, well, my brother has Corona and this is impacting me personally. And then getting even more closer in into how this is impacting your opportunity to choose to look at your business in a different way. And there's so much permission in your share, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, let yourself feel angry. Let yourself feel sad. Let yourself feel frustrated. Go to the worst case scenario because that actually is, can be ground to stand from like, mm -hmm. okay, all this could collapse and I'm okay. It's like finding that sacred and, you know, and supporting my clients and redefining my business mm -hmm. and letting my internal family who supported me and my business leave and know that I have that support inside. Mm. And I, I hear a lot of permission in what you're sharing just around the and. Mm. I feel like our world has been very either or and black and white and kind of just this like just monogamous blob of I am this and I do this and these are the things about me. And it's like we have this full expression of who we are and what we feel and what we're capable to hold, you know, this is one of the biggest things that's been coming through for me is, damn, I can hold a lot and it feels good to hold a lot because I'm really holding myself right now. And mm -hmm. I have the capacity to, to hold this sadness for the world, to hold this space and ground for my clients, to hold this container for me to literally ask myself similar to you, what is my mission? What, is, what do I value? And holding that for myself. And being these beings of power and worthiness, which is what you have really unlocked in the beginning stages for me in my journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I love what you say. And it's, it's always looking for the gifts, you know, it's always finding for and sifting through and going, okay, well, you know, and as human beings, we're why obsessed. We're like, well, why? Yeah. Well, wh why? Why? And then we create meaning and understanding, and that is our why. And so a lot of people are creating different understandings around this. And I think that, um, you know, we just have our individual truths around that piece, and, and, and it's beautiful. And the gifts are also plentiful. You know, the yeah. gifts of how people have had like adrenal fatigue and are sleeping in or like have been running away from themselves, spinning with work or socializing or travel or addiction. And they're like stopped, yeah, like stopped in their house. And it's like, yeah, welcome to stillness. Welcome to aloneness. Welcome to the removal of codependency and distraction in some ways. And it's a great opportunity to experience difference between loneliness and aloneness. And yeah to connect to rest, to connect to the winter, like our whole world has been stopped. And one of the things I said that I loved, that I, one of the biggest pieces I realized about a week ago was like, well, it really felt like we were in a bigger fog. I feel like things have shifted a bit, but it was like, yeah. we're in the fog. Yeah. And like, when you're in the fog, you're not supposed to know. You just pull the fuck over and you stop driving because <laughs> you can't see. You can't see. That's it. And yeah. you're like, don't know where yeah. we're going and not safe to drive. So yeah, I'm socially isolated in a little cabin in Idlewild. <laughs> and there's only like 
it's so quiet. I was reading that coyotes have been taking over the streets of San Francisco. There's been coyotes mm. running around during the day here because amidst amidst this, and Boyd Vardy, who's a, an amazing South African tracker and poet and speaker, he has a line in this poem that says, you know, the world will take itself back. Yeah. And, you know, you will take yourself back with it. And it's interesting seeing wildlife actually roaming the yeah. cities, taking the world back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that that's so needed. Like, we've been so disrespectful of our earth and, yeah. um, you know, deep understanding for, like, like loving that coyotes are roaming around mm. like it's their house because it is. And we've right. been mistaken there. And, um, yeah, so lots of gifts of understanding and, um, and yeah, what's, what do you feel has been your biggest gift out of this so far? Well, it's, it's interesting because speaking of the, the animals as well, I've been, I've been seeing beetles, lizards, hawks, and hummingbirds like so much. And when you just shared about the coyote, what came through for me was we're, we're tapping back into our primal nature as well. So we're actually getting the gift of seeing a reflection of our wild side that is that is that intuition that is telling us and guiding us all day long. But we've been so plugged in and distracted in the walking escalator of life, checking the boxes and the doing and forgetting the being, forgetting that primal yeah, nature of the wildness in us. We're wild, fun, playful creatures. And we know what is calling us and where it's calling us. We truly do. And so it's so, I just have this image of seeing these coyotes in the, in the, in San Francisco and, and how symbolic that can really be for us of what is the coyote inside of the human that wants to come out or what is the beetle inside of me that wants to shine and letting that just simply be a reflection of us opening into that wild world inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful symbolism, again, teaching us so much. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's been a very, very powerful time of coming back into my physical home of my body and mm-hmm realizing how many little stories that I was hiding behind of, I thought that I was just being, and I thought that I was really, you know, relaxed, but my, my biggest thing I'm recognizing is that I was in almost pure flow state, almost like so much feminine spirit in me. I didn't have a lot of form or masculine containers holding me and holding my creative spirit to actually flow in. Um, and it's like the image of a river. If there's no river basin, the, the water is just like a puddle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not moving and it's not flowing. And so I've been really getting my magnifying glasses out and, and ch- recognizing, you know, wh- where have I like stopped and held on to the boulders in the middle of the river? And I'm like, no, I'm going to stay right here. you know, <laughs> Or like, and what are those things? Like when I don't let myself feel, when I don't speak my truth, when I don't take care of my, my everyday ritual um, and coming back home into the containers that hold myself and feeling so much more creative because of it. Mm, beautiful so beautiful just I feel like I'm in the opposite of going more into my feminine right now yeah yeah Yeah, you have been holding it yeah um and one of the things I did want to ask you about because this is one of the biggest activation codes I feel you share in who you are is this this worthiness like you just embody worth and self-worth and I experienced it as a client of yours and just knowing how much of integrity you were around timing and around energetic exchange of money for your services. And I know most things in life are a journey and a process. So I'm curious if you can share a little bit about your journey into self-worth and owning your time, your power, your, your, your magic. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, worthiness is, I think like an ongoing journey and I don't know if there's an, an, an end. I think that I've had so many different layers of understanding. And recently I had this really beautiful experience in a breathwork session where, um, at first I was all resistant to it. And I was like, you know, my friend is a breathwork facilitator company, um, like a certification company. And so we had like these, you know, like there's all these other influencers with like masks on. And I was like, yeah. oh, just fucking ask me to be an affiliate. And I was all, I was all, people are like screaming and crying with yeah. like crystals. And I was really resistant. And then I had this, um, beautiful experience where I surrendered and let go. I was like, I'm here, like just mm. be here. And I went in and what showed up for me was this little voice from, no, not a little voice, a big voice from the universe said, you belong. Mm. And this little voice inside of me answered, kind of echoed back, like, I belong. And the universe was like, yeah, you belong. And then I traveled through all of these moments that like being in the womb as a child with my mother Mm. when she was 21 in the Yukon and was not planning on having a kid and realized she was pregnant and realizing even in that moment that I belonged Mm. and then traveling into um, a recent moment at my LA book launch event, like a month ago, my operations manager showed up to surprise me, to support me. And when I saw her, the first reaction I had, which was heartbreaking was, I don't deserve this. And then Mm. in that moment being like, no, of, of course you deserve that. And being in rooms a year ago with brilliant, famous artists, musicians, and feeling this, unworthiness in that space and then just going no like of course I belong here and then I saw myself on stages and this different energy and, like, and then I went to past lives and moved through wow. all the pieces and it was this beautiful beautiful experience um and I feel worthy you know up until this moment there there was levels but there's always layers I think that show up and so I went on this whole journey of like I belong you know and even in the, the work pieces with the people that um, left me is like, they were saying a part of my voice and my brand didn't belong. And it was like, no, all of me belongs. You know, I teach yeah. truth is my business. I can't teach truth wrong. I don't care if we're selling things. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you don't like yeah. what I say. Like, this is, this is it. Like, get on the bus or get out. And yeah. like, like that experience of like, I'm willing to let go people who also do not feel that all of me belongs. And mm. um, continuously, I have a belief that like, I want to be in relationships and that's business and in personal where like, and my, even with my art where I am safe to say anything. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in this new experience of, I don't care if I'm doing business. I don't care if I'm selling courses. I don't care. I don't care who's working with me. I don't care what we're doing all of me belongs, all of my voice belongs. And owning that even deeper, even as a facilitator, like firing coaching clients sometimes. And like, who thought you could do that as a coach? Guess what? You can. It's like, I was talking (laughs) with Gay Hendricks, who's written like 34 books. I don't know if you know him. He's a book called The Big Leap. And yeah, turned down Oprah once. He's like a big deal. And, uh, (laughs) and he, you know, I was talking about a client who was kind of questioning me in a, in a group coaching experience. And he was like, kick her out, give her her money back and kick her out. Like I fire people all the time from coaching, facilitator training, like, and, and that level of belonging of like, I don't care if I'm a coach, I'm supposed to hold space for you. Like if you don't respect or receive, or if you challenge the container for other people's experience, like 
you don't belong in this container. You belong somewhere and you belong to your yeah. work, but like maybe right. not in this container. And so I've been lately going into these levels of like, no, fuck that. All of me belongs. And like my friend Mark was doing a live the other day and someone was saying like, da, da, da. he was like, get off the live. Like you don't yeah. like it, get the fuck out. So it's like this space of even deeper as a leader, as a coach, owning that and just going, yeah. You know, we don't owe anyone or the world anything. And um, so lately, my, my relationship with worthiness has been deeply, deeply rooting in different ways into my belonging and mm-hmm. um, acknowledging that piece. And then also understanding like what parts of my business I desire to do the most or want to live in and being like, wow, I want two weeks a month off where I just, not off, but where I'm writing. Yeah, right. In deep creation. feminine creation yeah. space. And like some people on my team not liking that and being like, well, that's the way it's going to be. So, yeah, you know, and right. just like, like acknowledging um, those spaces and those pieces. So I feel like I'm in this new space of um, dropping and letting go of anything that doesn't honor the belonging and worthiness. And um, yeah, just like not really being really willing to like compromise it. And yeah really leading in a way that's really empowering, empowering and liberating. Cause as a coach, you know, this It's like, we gain experience. We, you know, we had these new pieces and it's like, and then we learn. And, um, and so I'm having different resonance with my understanding of worthiness and belonging, um, in a really beautiful way. And it's been a really fun journey. And as you know, I'm also, um, falling I'm in love but I'm yeah. falling deeper in love and experiencing mm. uh belonging in the context of a relationship and you know maneuvering through each other's light and pain bodies and um acknowledging that um when we are falling in love we are everything's a mirror to us so it's like we are able to witness the light and love we all exist as love that's how we're born that's what we yeah. are we're able to witness the light and love that we are so deeply through this reflection of somebody else who's falling in love with us. So we, we have this reflection of like creating bond and love with a person, seeing the love and the light that they are seeing the love and light that we are. And also as we touch ourselves deeper than we ever have before, we also touch our pain body deeper than we have before. And so we're triggered into our shit sometimes and our are all of those pieces and having moments of being like, this is so much work. And, yeah. and where's and, the exit sign? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then yeah. going like, it doesn't matter because if we leave the relationship, the pain body's still there. Yeah. Right. We just ignore it for a little while. And so lately, yeah, especially being, I know that like being socially isolated together in a cabin, it's like, yeah. we're moving through a lot. We're falling. I'm the most in love I've ever been. Um, mm. I feel, I feel so great. And then also maneuvering through all of the things that show up and, and, you know, I've talked about love and love, love for a long time, but I haven't um, existed in this capacity or depth with love in my whole life. So right. yeah. it's a cra- it's a crash course. And we desire, to, we say we desire to be met so deeply. And then in being met, we meet all these parts of ourselves we weren't always prepared to meet. And just expanding to make space for that and expanding to acknowledge parts of the light and love that we are and our pain body and our triggers and our wounds and just like, you know, being in a cauldron of that together. Yeah, totally. And and I hear a cool distinction between being in discernment with, with, with resonance around this worthiness and belonging. Because when you're speaking from the context of business and you know, firing certain clients and you know, have, recognizing that certain people are leaving your business, it's this, 
this resonance of like, you don't belong here, right? Because, and this is actually from truth. And then if you look at, look at it through the lens of this relationship, you know, it doesn't actually feel aligned to be like, you don't belong here. That's actually coming from your, from this like lower version of yourself. And so it's being discerning about where you're actually, yeah, in resonance and in dissonance. And you can recognize when you're choosing a lower story to, to, to leave something or to ask someone to leave because you're avoiding uh, going through, you know, I don't know, trauma or understanding or deeper layers of yourself versus just recognizing that actually this isn't aligned and I love you. And like, thank you for working for me and thank you for being part of this group. But choosing love is actually asking you to leave and, you know, being discerning about the energy body and the different resonance that we feel within that. It's a cool mm -hmm. distinction. Yes. And I having, I have beautiful, like everyone that's left, it's been in, with grace and love and like, there's still love and understanding yeah. there. And just like, that's it. If we understand soul contracts, there's never any villains and there's yeah. never any victims. It's just like, there yeah. just is, and there's resonance and not resonance and who you were two days ago is different from who you are now. And so are the people that we desire around us and yeah. to be in an understanding of our constant evolution, especially right now, the world is evolving and shifting a lot. And it's like, how can we just expand and become porous to embrace that rather than shrink and close off and, yeah. um, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite a fast track experience in the mountains of Idlewild. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it's been beautiful to witness the journey and the words that have come through. And I think it's symbolic too, right now in our world, I think the first step that a lot of people are going through is recognizing that they're worthy of belonging to themselves. And like, mm -hmm. that's the place where a lot of, you know, people are, I don't know. It's a scary place to start for some people. It's scary to feel things for people. It's scary to, to be in that place. And I feel so honored to be in the space that I am. And same with you to be able to hold space for those people as they so courageously, vulnerably move through that and, and do it with grace and tenderness and kindness for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's always a great day to be honest, but it's like, when we're being forced to reinvent ourselves, it's like there, there isn't a better time, I think, to be honest. And so just, um, I'm launching a course called your truth is your medicine, mm. <laughs> um, which was you yes. know created far before this. And, you know, as people are socially isolated, it's like meeting themselves and how we want to meet ourselves and in what way. And also no judgment if we need to just disconnect and watch Netflix and be where we are. Yeah. It's like, I know some people have been saying like, use this time. And it's like, yeah, but like some people have been running off their adrenals for so long that like they need to shut off and just rest completely yeah. and check out. And that's also okay. So um, I think as long as we are at peace with whatever it is, wherever we are arriving, that's the biggest piece. You know, it's yeah. like having surrendering and softening with whatever that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like the future has kind of erased itself for right now. It feels like there's no better time to, to be present for what it is that wants to, to be with us in each moment. You know, is it breath work in one moment? This morning I woke up and usually I'm journaling and today I was like, play ukulele and just get naked in the sun. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> you know? And then the next moment I'm crying about an ex because then I'm writing. And, and, and it, it's, I feel like for me, it's just this this big gift of recognizing how much we have already opened up our feelings in the world. Like I think 
yes, this is a really intense time. And so more than ever, if I'm feeling sad, it's feeling a little bit stronger than your typical sadness. Or if I'm feeling joyful, it's a little bit more joyful than normal. Mm. Um, but we're always feeling all of these things right now. It's just all the doors of distraction have closed themselves. So now we can actually really feel them and drop into them. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And there's heightened. I've been doing a lot of Kundalini and breath work. Some Kundalini this morning. I did like a grief moving class with Libby. It's on my Instagram live. If you want to watch it later, um, go through it. And, and yeah, I, I agree. And, and knowing that needing to be in the fetal position in a little ball is fine and feeling deeply inspired is fine. And, Mm. you know, wanting to create is fine. And then like not wanting to create is also fine. And like finding acceptance and the truth of who we are and the state of our emotional body in each moment. And, um, you know, Alanis Marset talks about on this interview with Ganga G around, there is never the illusion of arriving is not, it's, it's, it's not real. We never arrive and yet we arrive every day. And so being present to what is in each day and checking into like, what do I need right now to mm-hmm. go peel an orange, to yeah. go cuddle my boyfriend, to have a glass of yeah. water, to go outside and listen to the birds, to meditate, to right. go for a 10 minute walk, to, you know, watch the news for 10 minutes so that I can be connected to what's happening in other parts of the world and then to turn the news off. Um, and, and I think being connected, this is a time to connect with ourselves. This is a time to mm-hmm. connect. Um, how many people are in, out there listening to this who have like group family chats with like their yes, grandparents and totally. like it took my entire family like an hour the other day to get <laughs> fucking settled on Skype. And it was Skype. It wasn't it's even like their new. noses, you know, video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how beautiful that is. It's like yeah. I had a three hour um, margarita party with my, my yeah. one mom and my family in Edmonton and um, up in Canada. And you know, it's like, I've, I've, I don't have that kind of dropped in beautiful time with yeah. my family outside of the coronavirus. And, you know, how many of us spend time on our phones or just not grateful for the presence of connection mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the physical, tangible world. And when we come out of this, it's going to feel very fragile. You know, it's going to feel very beautiful and hopefully sacred to embrace and see and, and be in the presence of human beings. And I hope that we never take that for granted. I hope that we yeah. can remember, use this as an experience of like, oh, you know, just seeing the world through my phone used to be fun and now it feels trapping. Right. I want to go touch some humans and get a hug. How I know you're loving on your man, but I can't wait for a hug. (laughs) (laughs) I I have this little, um, I did a visualization in my group the other day where it's a nice one where you can close your eyes and maybe we just do it real quick. You can just drop in and just like, um, so just keeping your eyes closed. I had a, a friend who was a, um, she would do this of calling in her beloved before he arrived. So Mm. she would see him when she'd be on her surfboard and she would feel lonely. She would imagine his energy already there, Mm. like wrapped around her, his arms around her stomach. And so um, a beautiful thing to remember is that we all are just energy. And so it's Mm. like, can I call in the presence and visualize the partner, the boyfriend, the, the mother, the family, I'm desiring to touch and just see them sitting here mm. right now across from me and feel their arms around me and just like being in that space. And um, 
maybe there's 20 people that end up in your living room and you stay in the meditation for 15 minutes and you go around the room and curl up in little balls in their arms. And, um, you know, it's like finding, finding the connection with the physical aloneness and, um, that's possible. Mm, Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank Mm -hmm. you for that. I Mm -hmm. have, I have, I felt it truly. Mm -hmm. Um, so to close out here, I'm just, I'm, you know, you write books and you write words and you're just this powerful speller. I love spelling, but if, if there was a title of the book of life before the COVID for Yana and then life now after ish, what would those titles be? Hmm. Well, I have a video called our world is sick, which feels like the before Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. some ways, like our world is sick. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I think after is still a mystery. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I think that, I think that, you know, returning to the medicine of ourselves Mm. is the biggest piece, you know, it's like returning to the medicine of ourselves and to this earth. Um, Mm -hmm. see, I think the book title before would be our world is sick. And after is going to be returning to the medicine of ourselves, because even if we don't get hit with the coronavirus, um, being within our spirits, ourselves, our beings is always medicine and deeply being present to that. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for your medicine that you continually mm-hmm. share with this world and with me and unlock in all of us. Um, I will share in the show notes where to connect with Yana Robinson, Instagram on her website and just dive into her medicine and you just transmute and activate so many codes of power and, mm. and just ownership of the full expression of humanity. I, I love that in one post, there's total fire and just like anger and just amazing, like, yes. And the next post is just pure love. And I think that that is, that's what we are. And you so beautifully and radically express that with such ownership so thank mm-hmm. you thank you Kath I appreciate that and I love I love seeing the light and capacity of your sunshine expanding into so many places of this world you're always you've always been the sunflower you've, already, <laughs> you've always had the sun inside of you and it's shining thank even you. more bright so thank you for having me and um yeah honored to be here thank you honored. yeah and thank you all for listening uh have a beautiful rest of your day <laughs>